0: leaders are created.
1: Jesus ah. Jesus Amen. Um.
2: Glory to God
1: Amen, everybody
2: welcome, hallelujah We welcome you to Sewer International Outreach Network Sunday local Surface this morning God bless everybody
1: Happy Sunday Glory the Lord my soul Give me the bill chris body bag i Hallelujah.
2: How the, hey, the glory, all the glory, all the glory, all the glory. All the glory. Hallelujah. No, yet yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah. You
2: We welcome you We give you all the glory We give you all the praise Hallelujah Bless
1: his
2: holy name Thank you Lord We're going to get started Hallelujah
1: Thank you Jesus So 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 oh oh so 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 oh oh so so sabemos. Yeah. Yeah. so oh 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 I promise
0: leaders are created.
3: right. Jeez, hopefully this is the last pitch. What in the walk-off world? That's a Skag Liberty Z zero-turn mower. That cat's-eye gold color. Tough as nails, tubular steel frame. Comfy, thick, cushioned seat. Powerful engine. Heavy-duty cutter
4: deck.
1: Stay up! What's the call?
4: Um... The moment you know. You want a skag? Visit skag.com to find out why skag mowers are simply the best.
1: Hallelujah. Oh. Anchor. Anchor. Is Oh, we give God the glory. we give God the praise. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. so sorry. I'm so 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 And to so Hey, and he did. Hey, 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 Oh, oh, God. God. oh, oh We didn't Missy, 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 We give God the glory. Amen. 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 mira, 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 mira. mira, mira. Thank you. Thank you Jesus.
2: Hallelujah. We give God the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you on this morning. We thank you for your word that's about to come forth. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. God, I thank you, O God, that this word, your word, O God, would touch hearts of your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, decrease me that you may increase what the Lord may say and do for his people. In the mighty name of Jesus Oh Father, I just ask you God To let the people be blessed I decree and declare healing Even as God's word goes forth In the mighty name of Jesus And God, we thank you on this morning This is the day that you have made We shall rejoice and be glad therein Thank you Lord for decreasing me That the word of God shall increase in me To release to your people their healing healing deliverance shall take place on this Sunday morning. And God, we just thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And glory to God. Hallelujah. So we give God the glory. We give God the honor. Amen. We thank the Lord for what he has done in our life. We thank the Lord for what he is doing. Amen. In our lives. And we don't take it for granted on what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. So let's just go ahead and give God praise. Amen. Let's go ahead and lift up his holy name. Amen. Let's go ahead and shabak him on this morning. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and just show him how much we love him with a shout of praise unto him on this morning. Because we know that without him, amen, we can do nothing. Amen. We can do nothing. We can be nothing. So we just give God the glory. We give God the honor. Amen. Hallelujah. For him on today. Glory to God. So come on, y'all. Let's just go ahead and say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and being glad therein. My God, my God from Zion. We are so excited. It is nice and warm and nice and sunny and just the joy of the lord is with us amen you know it's nothing like having the joy of the lord all year around not just because it's christmas but because jesus is joy because when you look at the word joy it is j-o-y joy on you so we thank god for the joy on us on this morning because his joy is truly on us. Amen. As we is lifting up his name. Amen. Hallelujah. So we don't take it for granted on what God is and who he is and what he has been in our life. Amen. He is holy. He is awesome. He is all that. Amen. He is so great in our lives. Amen. He's so great. No matter. What we may be going through in life, he is still great. He is still our father, amen, in heaven. And he's also our father here while we on earth. Isn't that so awesome where he can be in the heavenlies and also here in the earthly realm while his children is here, amen? Amen. So on last week, we talked about abiding, how to abide in Christ and that secret place And we arrived at um, Psalms 91, where it says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I said, who shall dwell in the secret place of the Most High? And I put God. Because, you know, sometimes we can dwell in a high place that's not God. So I just want to make sure that you know that we're talking about God in that high place with God Almighty. Amen. And then it said in Psalms 23 and 4, Yea, they, I walk through the valley in the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for they all are with me, The rod and their staff that cover me. Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, when you look at the word evil, glory to God, I turn that word around and look at it as live. So, I will fear no, but live. Amen. I will fear no evil, but I will live. Amen. For thy art is with me, thou rod and thy staff comfort me. Amen. And then we said, the word abide means to what remain. And then we talked about how he said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my what? Disciples. And then Jesus also came back and let us know at the very end, he said that they went out from us. But they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. Meaning that, that they will continue to abide in Christ. Because when we come to Christ, we don't come to Christ because of people, because of status, because of money, because of who's in charge. But we come to Christ because he is the Savior. Because he is the risen one. Because he is the resurrection. Because he is life. He is the living water. That's why we come to Christ, Amen. So if they would have remained with us, meaning with Christ, because we're in Christ, we're His disciples. He's using us as a time as this as His leaders to raise up those to become His as disciples, Amen. By de- by deploying His word, the word of God into the earthly realm, meaning going from nation to nation spreading the gospel of our lord jesus christ so he says but they went out in order that it may be shown that they are not of us so don't get it twisted don't get so upset Because you found out That they're not of us Amen See people will leave Because they're not of us Meaning that they're really not in Christ They're just about the things That they can receive from Christ Or the things that they can Retrieve from Christ And once they receive and retrieve those things From Christ Then they're no longer around So that lets us know really They was never really among us They was never really of us They just wanted to come because of stuff. They want to become because they was in need. And the thing is, you only can go so far because you're going to have to come back. To that same place in Christ. Now it may not be the same geographic location that you left. But you're going to have to come back to Christ. Because he will bring you to your knees. Amen. He will bring you to a place where you will have to seek him regardless of what it is. Amen. See sometimes when we get the stuff. We think that we have arrived. But see the stuff is just something temporarily. It is something that is just um. I'm helping to soothe Maybe an issue or to make us Feel bigger than what we are Who we are so sometimes Stuff just make us be Something that we're not you know Sometimes stuff it just Allow people to see us in a different Light see stuff sometimes make People stuff sometimes make People feel like oh this makes me Bigger than someone else but let me Remind you it's not the stuff That makes you bigger than anyone Else it is the crisis In you that makes you that engine You know like my father said he said The only engine that I need to be behind me Is not my shabby engine Or not my Ford truck engine But I'm talking about God because he Is the big engine I say you know what dad I like that because the engine Is what keeps every part In a car to move right it gives it Life and gives it the ability to Function to jump off of one Another in order for the car to Move because without an engine The starter would not work without an engine The fuel pump would not work. Without an engine... The chain belt would not work Without the engine the transmission would not work Nothing would work without the engine So you need the engine In order to move and I'm talking about Jesus Amen I'm not talking about a car Engine because those die and those Get old and those run out But the engine that I'm talking about is The engine of Christ because that Engine is an everlasting engine That engine is something that is strong That is powerful that would Never stop cranking matter of fact It doesn't crank but it gives you a doom amen you know sometimes when you crank your car it's like a crunk, huh? but god is something like boom boom amen so it's something about that engine god's engine amen so don't get it twisted when they leave because guess what they was never of us amen but we must abide in christ see the thing is you don't have to maybe stay in that same geographic location but make sure That is God that told you to leave it. Because no matter where you leave, you still have to abide in Christ. Because the reason why you came is because of Christ. You should not come because of nothing or no one else. Amen? So only come because of Christ. Amen? Because when you come because of Christ, I'm telling you, there's going to be something that is going to be everlasting. It's something that's going to bring you life. It's something... It's going to make things so much better in your life when you, when you allow Christ to be your engine, when you allow Christ to do all things. Amen. So that's why you have to remain in him. Don't get out of Christ just because maybe you received your ordination. See, that's nothing but just a piece of paper. Cause see, the thing which you must understand is that it's God that ordained us from the foundation of the earth, not man. Amen. So you have to stay in God. You have to stay abide in Christ. Amen. Because he have ordained us from the foundation of this world. Amen. And because he have ordained us that means that we must remain in him. We must abide in him. We must seek him at every point in our life for every decision in our life. Whenever it is that We need something, amen, to happen in our life. We need to make sure that we abide in Christ, amen. Because when we abide in him, things begin to happen. When we abide in him, guess what? Not only do things...
0: Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family.
2: begin to happen but guess what situations begin to disappear situations that were unbearable situations that we never thought that we would overcome amen begin to what disappear in our life see the reason why we got so many issues going on in our life is because we are abiding in people and not God so you must abide in God not abide in people because when you abide in God it is something about abiding and our Lord Jesus Christ, because it is only him that gives us life. It is only him that gives us breath. It is only him that gives us the ability. Amen. Come on y'all to move mountains. It's only in him that gives us the ability to shut down the enemy camp. Amen. So we must abide in Christ because when we abide in him, it gives us not only hope, but it gives us the ability amen, to move forward in all that we need to do. See, the reason why we cannot move forward is because we're abiding in our education. We're abiding in our money. We are abiding in Amen. In our stuff, we are abiding in people that are not of him. See, you can't abide in people that are not of him because they won't remain. See, abide means to remain. When you abide in the people that God has sent, that means that God has something for you with them. Amen. He don't just send people for you just to lean all the way on them and not depend on him. He sends them in our life. Amen. Sometimes to help us get to our next place in life, but we cannot put our total dependence. In them, We must keep our total dependence in God because the thing is it is only by God that gives us the ability to do what we do. He's just sending the wisdom and the help in order for us to achieve what he has for us to get to our next place. Amen. But what happens is we get so caught up in who he says and forget about him. Amen. So we talked about how to abide. We said that when we abide in Him, it is like the true vine. That's where we kind of left off at. We had said that. To abide in him, that means that we're going to have a special experience, amen, because he is something that we can gravitate to, amen, with so something that we can develop. We can develop a intimate, amen, in a personal relationship with Christ. You know, we get so caught up in trying to develop an intimate and personal relationship with people, but we need to first make sure that we develop an intimate and personal relationship with christ amen because when we develop an intimate and personal relationship with christ we begin to uh, bear fruit because we understand that when we abide in him amen we know that we would keep not only his commandments but we will stay connected to the true vine that gives us power because the true vine is the engine that i've been talking about that true vine is that power source that I'm talking about That gives us the ability To have power, amen To be able to what? Cast out the devil Amen, it gives us power Amen, to be able to what? Raise The dead, it gives us power Amen, to heal the sick Amen, when we stay connected To the true vine, because as we Have read, I told you um, in, in our leaving on last week To go into the book of John, so let's go there Because we said that in the book of John Chapters 13-13 Chapter 17 It talks about how We stay connected, amen, to the true vine, amen. So it gives us a lot of different scenarios on how Jesus, amen, allowed us to stay connected to that king, amen, that same crucified king, that king that gave his life for us, but it reminded us that we must stay connected in order to bear fruit, amen, by abiding in him because when we don't stay connected to him, our fruit, amen, becomes to wither, amen. So when we read in chapter 13 in the book of John It began to talk about himself as the true vine And him being our father as the vine dresser Amen See the true vine is the Messiah Jesus our Lord Jesus Amen He is the one who has fulfilled the covenant Amen Because even when we go to the book of Isaiah Amen Chapter 5 Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 5 Amen Glory to God Hallelujah, God bless everybody and welcome Hallelujah, Sword International Outreach Network God bless you We're in our logo Sunday service, amen We're in the word, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen So as we go to Isaiah chapter 5, amen Let's just begin to read something here As I continue Let's begin to read verses 5, amen um, Verses 1 through 7, amen Hallelujah. It says, let me, meaning as God representative, me and you, sing of and for my greatly beloved, our God, our Lord, our Jesus Christ, the Son. Amen. A tender song of my beloved concerning his vine vineyard, meaning his chosen people, talking about us right now. My greatly beloved had a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. Amen. And he dug and trenched the ground and gathered out the stones from it and planted it with the choice vine and built a tower in the midst of it and healed out a winepress in it. And he looked for it to bring forth grapes and it brought forth wild grapes wild grapes and now O inherit of Jerusalem and men of Judah judge I pray you between me and my vineyard meaning my people says the Lord what more could have been done for my vineyard come on for my vineyard that I have not done in it when I looked for it it bring forth grapes why did it yield wild grapes and now I will tell you What I will do to my vineyard, I will take away its hedge and it shall be eaten and burnt up and I will break down its wall and it shall be treaded down by enemies and I will lay it waste and it shall not be pruned or cultivated, but there shall come up brows and thrones. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts. Is and the men of Judah are his pleasant plant. He looked for justice, but behold, oppression for righteous, but behold, a cry for help. So when we don't abide in Christ, this right here is what happens. So that's why it's very important that we keep his covenant. Because here Jesus explains that the branches that do not bear fruit are taken away. But the branches that bear fruit are pure to bear more fruit. So we must remain in Christ in order to be able to bear more fruit. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to always get it right. But when we remain in Christ, meaning when we abide in Christ. See why, you know, you keep saying remain. abide Because I need to make sure that you understand abide means remain. See, sometimes people don't understand Amen. What a word may mean. So that's why I'm trying to make it easy for you to understand that the word abide means remain. That's why I keep saying remain, abide, so that it can get into your hearing, that it can get into your spirit, so that you can remain in him. Because when you remain in Christ, what happens is you're able to be pruned. See, anytime we are pruned, that means that God begins to take things away from us. He begins to take away residue. He begins to take away those anger tendencies, those lying tendencies, those manipulative tendencies. See, sometimes we think we got it all together. But really, in reality, we're just manipulators. In reality, we're just liars. In reality, we are just um, bitter. In reality, we just have so much of unforgiveness. But we think that we are so perfect that we don't need puny. And that's very dangerous because in order to bear more fruit, not just some fruit, because you need to have more fruit because when seasons change, come on now, fruits begin to fall. So you got to be ready for that next season so that even after the fruits fall, your everything else begins to get ready For that next season in order for it to blossom, in order for it to come to be something productive, to bring more fruit. So you have to be pruned from those old leaves, those old twigs and figs that may come around and try to wither and choke, amen, or bring thorns around that tree. So that's why you have to continue to be that branch that is willing to be pruned. That's willing to be corrected. That's willing to accept change. We don't want to accept change. We think that we have arrived. And then sometimes even, let me address this to leaders. Let me help somebody. See, we don't have to always address stuff in public. You know, I believe that when God gave us, you know, social media, you know, it's not just for us to post our whole life story about who we are. But it's for us to, it is a soul-willing tool. And it's very dangerous for leaders to put out there something that they have experienced maybe with another leader or even with a member or just anybody just so publicly and wording and what happened. Even though you may not mention their name, but believe me, that individual would know that it's them or somebody else that they have told. But we don't post to take it, to the forefront like that. You know, sometimes we have to bite our tongue and just take it to God and allow God to deal with that situation and He will bring correction. Because if a leader is doing anything out of the will of God, believe me, God will deal with them. Now it may not seem like it to you because you may see that they oh they're still prospering and things are going well. But believe me, God will not allow us as leaders to hurt not only his people, but to hurt one another. But we as leaders have to be very careful to abide in Christ in that secret place of prayer and consecration, even in a dispute or situation that we may have with somebody else. Because as we're growing and we all are growing, we shouldn't have to broadcast that stuff out because it is not healthy. Amen. Amen. Because what happens is we begin to try to tear down someone else's character. So just because of a maybe miscommunication or a disagreement. And it's all right to disagree. But that doesn't mean that we have to bring it to the forefront for everybody else to know. But at the same time, you have people that are very disrespectful. That sometimes does things that they know they shouldn't do. So, you know, I'm not saying, okay, just allow people to walk over you. No, because, you know, when you're not accepted, we know what to do. Kick the dust off our feet and keep it moving. Leave our blessing and keep it moving. Because we know that uh, when they went out from us, but they were really not of us. Because if they was really of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out in order that it may be shown that they are not of us. Because love is of God. Love is of us, supposed to be, because we must have love. How can we lead anybody or teach anybody or disciple anybody without any love? You have to have love. It's not easy loving people that are not lovable. It's not easy loving people that have never loved that don't know how to love. Because you can tell a person they've never been loved or don't know how to really care for someone just by when you go and interact with them and you begin to, what, hug them just their reaction or their approach sometimes they may even hug you but you can see there's a distance because maybe of betrayal or maybe because they have been hurt or been misled or just don't know how to love so as you continue to love and show godly love what happens is it helps them to grow into love so you can't teach nobody how to love only god is loving and can teach someone how to love but when you release your love what happens is it allows their spirit to be more interactive. To say, you know what? Um, even though I know I'm acting this way, this person just keep on coming with love. Okay, God, how do I handle this? Because I've never been loved. I don't even know how, you know? So they're even dealing with that. Trying to see how they can embrace that authentic love. I'm not talking about that erios or philios or... Whatever other love. I'm talking about agape love. Amen. So as we continue to abide, we don't want our fruit to be taken away. See, the branches that do not bear fruit are taken away. But the branches that bear fruit is pruned for more fruit. See, when we bear fruit, we grow in character. We grow in integrity. We grow in being more trustworthy of the things of God. We grow in our love. We grow in how we deal with people and how we receive people. We become more Christ-like because it reflects the fruit of the Spirit. And we said we would talk about the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? See, we're getting right into what we talked about. Amen? Last week, so I had to give you a little breakdown in order to get to where we are right now. Amen? So as we begin... To say that once we're able to come to this place right here, we're able to allow the fruits of the Spirit to come forth. Because now we're bearing more fruit. So being Christ-like releases those fruits of the Spirit. And those fruits of the Spirit that I'm talking about is simply these. Amen? As we go right here to the book of Galatians chapter 5. Verses 22 through 26 But the fruit of the Holy Spirit The work which is His presence within accomplishment First of all is what? Love Hallelujah Joy Meaning
4: gladness Peace Patience Great news For a limited time You can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile Service That's right One month free with any new line
2: Goodness, excuse me, benevolence, amen, faithfulness, gentleness, meaning being meek, having humility, self-control, meaning having self-restraint, content, and then it says against such things there is no law, amen, amen, and those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh, meaning we no longer walk in the flesh, but we walk in the spirit with its passions and appetites and desires by the spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. We have life in God that allows us to what move forward by walking in obedience, walking in line, and having conduct, control by the spirit of God. So at the end of the day, let us not become vainglorious or self-conceited, are competitive and challenging and provoking and irritating to one another, envying and being jealous of one another. That right there is so powerful. My God, the Bible is letting us know. Let us not become vainglorious. Okay, apostle, what's vainglorious? Meaning that you're all into yourself. Have you ever met somebody where you begin to talk to them and you just begin to have a general conversation, just begin to, um, you know, you're in the conversation and um, you brought a subject up and you begin to talk about the things of God and what God is doing. I'm not talking about, you know, what you're doing. And then they begin to say, well, you know, I've done that, too. And, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. So every time you begin to just start in that conversation, they keep coming back talking about what they're doing. But Christ is nowhere in there. I mean they use God in the beginning, like, yeah, well God did this, but then you, you begin to hear me, 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 I, I, I. You never hear Christ. It was God. You never you mean you may hear that in the middle, you may hear it in the beginning, you may hear it in the middle, you may hear it in the end, but all the way through that conversation is about what they have, what they got, what they're gonna do. You know, vain glory. Just all about them, not about us, not about um um um, um, we, but it's all about just I and me. Vainglory. And self-conceited, pretty much the same. Just conceited, always in the mirror, always just, you know, trying to make people be... P- it's like a people pleaser. You know, you have to look a certain way. You have to be a certain way. You know, it's like keeping up with the Joneses. You know, when the Joneses get this, you have to get that. When the Joneses have that, you have to have that. When the Joneses go there, you have to go there. You know, it's like you're self-conceited. You, you're you so worried about how people portray you, how people look at you. When at the end of the day, yes, we all want to look nice. We all want to look appropriate. But it doesn't matter what nobody else is thinking. Long if God is happy with who we are and how we are, that's all that matters, but we are so self-conceited that we want to please everybody. We want everybody to look at us, and we want everybody to see what we have, and we just think we're just high, mighty, and glorious, and just nothing is can touch us. You know, just so self-conceited, just, oh, my God, you know, it's all about me. You know, it's just all of that, you know, but it's not about that because they need to see Christ. That's what they need to see is Christ, not us. Amen. Competitive, you know, it's always a competition. You know, when you begin to do this with God, it's like, okay, well, we're going to do this too. But what happened to teamwork? Teamwork makes the dream work, right? So, you got some dream killers when you got to have some dream winners. Dream winners are those that will come and collaborate, no matter who started the vision, no matter who vision it is. They will just come and collaborate. What does collaboration mean? Collaboration means coming together um, because there is a cause, there is something that is going to be a benefit to someone. Else To make them what hold or to make them better or to make them become something that they need to become through a service, through something that you have, a product or whatever the case may be. And it's not just um, with one vision, but it's a, a group of individuals that have same like vision. But God sometimes will use a trailblazers one individual to lead that vision. To be that visionary where all the other visions come together and everybody has their part It's like the body. Without the head, the shoulder cannot move. Without the arms, hallelujah, without the shoulder blades, the arms cannot move. Without the finger, without the wrist, um, the hand cannot be attached to the arm. And without the leg, the ankle can't be touched to the ankle can't move and without the ankle the foot can't come on i'm just saying the body parts really explains to us how we need to stay connected collaborate as one because there's one cause there's one mission there's one vision and that is to disciple make disciples to go and spread the gospel of our lord jesus christ to raise the dead to heal the sick to cast out devils come on. That is the main goal. But we are so competitive. We want our church name to be this, and we want our people to be that. We are the chosen people. We're God's people. We're one people. So while we're so separated as this individual over here, and this church over here, and this nationality over here, we're so separated in so many different ways through nationality, through geographic locations. We're so competitive now. In business, that's a different drive. You want a competitive hallelujah business force because it brings more out of you. It brings more ideas out of you. It brings more of your ability to strive, to make things better, to be a little more successful. So you need a competitive uh, 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 excuse me you need a Um, A competitor to help drive that out of you is not to compete with them, but it's to bring a drive out of you um, of your service, of your product, of your goods in order for it to be top line for you to produce and make more money. But I'm talking about in Christ, we need not to be competitive with the word of God. We don't need to be competitive in ministry. Because if we can all come together collectively and feed the poor, why not? If we all can come collectively to feed the poor, why not? If we all can come collectively together to preach the gospel to those that are lost, why not? If we can be more collective and come and do deliverance service, why not? Because there is a fivefold ministry I'm talking about the apostle, the pastor, the prophet, the evangelist, and the teacher and the fivefold needs to be in operation in order for the apostolic prophetic hallelujah move of God can be present so that the glory my God can be so hallelujah revel- oh my God where no one can stand in his presence where people are not just being delivered but people are being made whole when the body of Christ come together and allow the fivefold to move as a unit to move as a force of God that engine that I've been talking about what a work that would be. So we need not to be so competitive in ministry. challenging. You know, we sometimes challenge one another. We challenge leadership. We challenge people just to see where they are just so that they can fit in our clique. Let me help somebody. There's no cliques in the body of Christ. The only, um, we're only in one hallelujah body and that's Christ's body. But we get so caught up in challenges. Challenges of who clique we're going to belong to. See that's the problem. That's why we can't disciple nobody because we're clicked up. It's only about us and we're only discipling one another. Aren't we so full, ready to gadgetate because we're so full of prophesying to only ourselves, praying only among ourselves when there are so many people out there that are lost and so many people out there that not only they know Christ, but they need Christ. But we're so, hallelujah, challenging sometimes because we feel like we have arrived. We feel like. Nobody can come into our presence because we're so highly anointed. Oh, we have our, hallelujah, our um, armor bearers. And we have a, 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 just a group of people that is holding us back. But be like Paul, you know. you know, Be like Jesus, hallelujah. When they touched, hallelujah, the hem of his garment. Huh, healing began to take place. They're being made whole. When, when Paul gave the napkins, hallelujah, deliverance came, hallelujah. But we don't want nobody to touch. Us after we preach the word, we don't want nobody to touch us after we done came off a big stage and there has been thousands and lights everywhere. No, that's when the anointing is full, that's when an anointing is flowing. See, we get so caught up in letting everybody rush us to the office and rush us in the back, and nobody can touch us. No, we need to be touchable, we need to be reachable, we need to be connectable. Amen. So we need not to be so challenging So that people have such a challenge To get to know the Christ in us Amen And we are so provoking We provoke one another We provoke one another out of ministry Because maybe God has sent somebody over here To do this work And you come and try to provoke them And cause riffraff And send people to come and join the ministry But really they're not coming to join They're coming to tear down They're coming to root out They're coming to bring, hallelujah Hallelujah. Um. Um frustration they're coming to try to destroy what God have started but the thing is you won't be able to destroy what God have started so we need to stop provoking men and women of God stop provoking people of God stop provoking the lost you know that's why they're not coming in because we're provoking them by being so high and mighty and we don't want to touch the homeless we don't want to touch those that don't look like us but we want them to come to our church and fill up our church and paint ties here and there but We don't really want to get down in the drenches and down there being able to minister to them, sitting and having patience with them, spending time with them. You know, it's not easy spending time with people that have went through certain things. See, it's not just the homeless or the poor. We always look at the poor just being somebody without money or somebody without a house or something like that. Don't you know poor is not just of tangible things? You can be poor in spirit. You can be poor in joy. You can be poor in peace I'm just saying So it's not just about tangible things Or how a person look Or what they're be coming out of that makes them poor. So quit looking at that as being poor. Somebody that is very rich, got a lot of money, hallelujah, can be poor because they are poor in spirit, meaning that they have no joy, meaning that they got all the money, but they have no joy. They look down and out. They look jury and worried, but they have no joy. But when God used you to come and be that light, don't provoke them by trying to force them to come and join your church or try to force them to come and do and be part Of whatever you're trying to accomplish. Let God be God. If God has sent them to be a part of that. Let me tell you something. When you continue to allow your light to shine in their life. If that's meant for them to come and be part of the ministry. Or be part of what God has. Or whatever it may be. They will be a part. But don't, see that's our problem We want everybody to just join just like that We want everybody to come so we can fill up It's not about that We have to feed people the word of God We have to let God, man do the work So that they can what? Abide They can remain in him Because see when we give them the word of God And we give them God And don't provoke them into our own um, genealogies And our own theologies And our own so p- prophetic I'm just saying, because we can get so spiritual and no earthly good. I'm just saying. And let God do the work. So when they learn to abide in Christ, they will remain. Amen. And irritating to one another. So we can be irritating to one another. Meaning that you can irritate somebody just by something that you do. I'm just saying. Envy Sometimes we envy people and we don't even know what they're going through. We envy people and don't even know what they've been through. We envy people and don't even know what they have accomplished. You know, we envy people and think that they have so much and they have this and that. And really, when you look at it, it is just a front. It's just what you see on the outside. But you don't see what they're going through on the backside. You don't see the struggle that they have on the backside. All you see is the big house, the car, but sometimes you got people that's trying, that's struggling just to keep the house. You got people that's struggling just to keep the car. You got people that's struggling just to keep the ministry. Just to keep everything that is God, even though God has given it, but because they did not remain, abide in him, stay in him, it became a struggle. See, when God gave it to them, it was really supposed to be in peace. See, that's what happens. When God began to bless us and give us things, we remove ourselves instead of remaining in him. And then that's when things begin to fall apart. And then we got a nerves to begin to envy somebody else. And you don't even know what they done been through. You don't even know what they going through. You just looking at their outside. But you don't even know. They're like, come on, that speckle being looked at. Like Paul said, living in caves, sometimes not even having something to eat. I'm just saying. But you wouldn't be able to tell because how glorious they look on the outside because the peace of God that surrounds them. The joy that's within them. The love that's among them. Because they are content with what they have. They're not all of these things of this world. But you begin to envy those that work hard. Those that have really put in so much in. Amen. And prayer. And fasting. And seeking the face of God. On the threshing floor. I mean, you don't see their sacrifice. They have given all that they have had. They've given even their what they have worked for, their earnings, just for the gospel, just for God's people, just for God's house. But you don't see that. You don't see the hard work. But you have a nurse to envy them, to turn your nose up, to make them feel a certain way because you have an envious heart. You're jealous of something that you don't even know.
4: Great news.
2: matter of fact if the fact be told they'll tell you hey here you can have this but would you be able to stand it would you be able to go through the fire would you be able to stand in the fire that I'm standing in see a lot of times people don't know the things that people go through to have what they have see we just look at things on the outside we look at things that's tangible you know materialistic things but we don't look at the spiritual things amen Jealous of one another. We're so jealous of one another. For what? How could you be jealous of my anointing? How could you be jealous of my love? How could you be jealous of my joy? Be happy for my anointing. Be happy for my joy. Be happy that I have a loving heart. Because one day if you don't have love, you may have it. One day if you don't have joy, you'll definitely have it. And you should have peace because you say you're in Christ Jesus. Because the Bible said those that are in Christ Jesus have peace. Amen. So your peace may arise. Amen. But at the end of the day, be happy for me. Be happy that God is using me. Be happy that God is giving me strength to do what I do. Matter of fact, come help me. Come and give me support. Come and support me. Don't sit around and talk about me. Don't go to the restaurant and have everybody come and then allow me to be the topic. Even though that's okay because they talked about Jesus. Matter of fact, they kill him. But the thing is, you can't kill my spirit. Because I know who I am. I know who I am in Christ. But we must love one another. Quit being jealous and envy of one another. Quit sitting and having meetings about somebody just to talk negative about them. Can't you talk about the positive things that they're doing? How they're making an impact in the community? How they're doing maybe what you should be doing or want to do. Maybe if you ever sit down with them, maybe they can help you do what you need to do. But we have so much pride. We don't want people to really see who we are. You know, people know that you are the help to them. But because they have portrayed themselves to be so self-conceited and vainglorious, they can't really see, they don't want you to see that layer of vulnerability. So that's why they never will come to you for help, knowing that you are the source that God has sent for them in their life. So what happens is the enemy always continue to allow them to have some type of offense with you for no reason. And every time they try to get close, it's like they don't come close. Because the spirit that is in them don't want to receive deliverance. It does not want to be cast out. So they will set up a wall of distance from you. But one day, one day, in the mighty name of Jesus, they will have to come so that they can receive what God has for them. In Jesus' name. Amen? So, when we understand that the fruit that we just talked about, we become, what, more like Christ. Amen? Because the Bible says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless, what, you abide in me. So, you can't abide in the apostle. You can't abide in the prophet or the person or your job or your money or whatever status that you're trying to abide in. You must abide in Christ. Amen. Cause see, when you don't abide in Christ, you're not accepting what He, who He is. So what happens is in this particular um, stance. See, when we abide, we accept, we act in accordance with whatever decision or um, 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 recommendation or rule that God may give unto us. So we begin to what obey. We observe his word, we observe, we follow, we uphold, we accept and heed whatever it is that God give unto us. Because he warns us, judgment, at the same time. Because the Bible reminds us also, John 15 and 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and what? Burn. So we just came out of the book of um, um, excuse me Isaiah. And Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 7, let us know what happened to those that what did not abide. So when we don't abide in him, that's what begins to happen. So when you don't abide in him, it's like that plant. We will soon fall off the vine. You know, with the branch that will break. You know, in the fall, you see the leaves that come off the tree, and then they're just branches on the tree. So in the winter, The branches are just there. But then sometimes you see some of the branches begin to break. Why? Because the bitter cold. And some of the branches are weak. So if you just begin to just touch it and pull it a little bit, Apostle Joe, it breaks. So at the end of the day, it falls off what? The vine. Our roots where we receive nourishment would never truly be planted. So when we break off that vine, when we're the branch and come off that vine, we don't receive nourishment. So we can't be water. We can't be, you know, we don't receive the proper food that we need. The word. In order to what? Obey. In order to what? Follow. In order to uphold. In order to observe. In order to heed in the self. What God has called us to do. So we begin to fall off. And we are not being able to what? Nourish. So the fruit of the vine is the proof of our faith. It's not saying that we're so perfect, but the fruit is like a small seed, like a small bud that begins to sprout out because we know that faith is what a mustard seed so small that once we begin to obey, observe, follow, uphold, heed, accept, we begin to grow. We begin to sprout out. We begin to produce. We begin to become. So let me help you. How do I abide? How do I abide in Christ? How do I remain in Christ? Same word. Just for those that may just be popping in with us. Because abide means what? Remain. In John 15 and 10, Jesus says, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as if I kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. Amen. So again, in order for us to abide in Jesus, it means what? To keep his commandments meaning to what keep his word meaning to what um keep his commandments keep his word amen and at the end of the day means to love god with all of our hearts and our soul and minds and to love our neighbors as ourselves in the book of matthews 22 and 37 39 now let's go there i want to read that again matthew 22 37 to 39 now this right here is not easy amen But we must do it. Amen. It says, Jesus said to him, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. Let me put some M to it. Amplified version. And he replied to him, You shall love the Lord. I mean, yeah, you shall, you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Your intellectual mind, your mind that makes decisions, your mind that sometimes wonders somewhere. You must what? You must trust the Lord, you must love Him. Amen. It says this is your great, meaning most important, the principal thing in first commandment is loving your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Meaning all three together. Why three? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three. The Father meaning love your God Come on, the son with all your heart. Because Jesus is where? In our heart. When he left, he left the comforter. And the comforter is what? In our heart. Because our heart is life. Our heart is what beats. Our heart is what keeps our bodies going. Without a heart, we won't be living. So our heart gives what? Life. Jesus, God the Father, gave his only begotten son, gave us another life. So our life is what? From our is our heart, because the heart gives us life. So the Father, the Son, with all of our heart, and with all of your soul, with all your mind. So why both of those together? Because your soul and your mind, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not exist without being in us. It's in us. He's in us. It's a spirit. So in spirit, because remember, when we leave this earth, this body goes. It's just what our spirit is. That is kept, it's gone. It's, it goes up. So that's why the Bible says to seek out your own soul salvation. What is your soul like? Is your soul dark? Or is your soul full of life? Your mind. Is your mind renewed to the mind of Christ? Is your mind abided to the mind of Christ? Or is your mind just your own mind? Or is it the mind of the devil? You know... That's where the devil lies. In our mind. It's the battle of the mind. It's the battlefield. The battlefield where the devil exists is in our mind. Because if he can have us think a certain way. It begins to allow us to what? First of all, if he have us think. Now here it goes. If he have us think a certain way. This is how it goes. Then we begin to what? If he begin to have us what? If he's in our mind, he begins to what? Have us what? Think. Then we begin to what? We're still in the mind. Then we begin to what? Believe. And then we know our belief is what makes us what? Begin to what? React. So that's what makes us begin to what? React. So we begin to think, believe, react, and then what? Speak. Then that's what gives him what? The authority. Cause he has all power, but he has no authority. We have power and authority, so we gives him the, the authority when we allow our thinking. Come on, our speaking. I mean, our thinking, our reacting, our speaking. I mean, our thinking, our believing, our reacting, and our speaking. When we're releasing it to the atmosphere, that's what creates. Because in the beginning, he said, "Let there be what light," and it was light. Then he created everything else. Then he said, let me make man, create man in my own image. So we mirror God. So we become little gods. He's the big G, we little G. So because of that, he gave us power. But we didn't receive, mean, excuse me, he gave us power. We didn't receive the authority of the power until we get over to the book of Acts. Where he left us the comfort of the Holy Ghost. That's why the disciples did not go out yet. If you notice, that's why the disciples did not go out yet. Because he said before they you go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, they must first go where? To the upper room. Because the upper room is where they receive what? Power. So that's why we have to make sure that we stay abided in Christ to receive the mandate. See we already now have power and authority. Because the old and the new has already been written. We have been born already into our power and our authority that's been given to us. So you gotta know you kingdom. Kingdom minded. Because you already have the power and authority. So now what you begin to speak creates what it becomes in your life. So if you speak disbelief Disbelief going to come If you speak it's not going to happen It's going to come So at the end of the day it is your speaking Which is your Declaration Which is your decree Because remember even with um, Esther and the king There was a decree written And that decree stood Until uh, Esther was able To show the difference And show why this decree Should be changed But in other words, remember, she was held in a situation where she could have perished. But because the decree was going to be able to be changed, it overruled the existing decree. So what has already been written is God's word. So in God's word, guess what? Nothing can be changed because it's already written. But we have the right to decree and declare it. And it has to come forth. But in order for us to receive the declaration that we make, we must abide in Christ. You cannot decree a thing and not abide in Christ. Now, the devil knows how to make things come. But guess what? It does not last. And it's not of God. So sometimes we think it's God. Sometimes we say, oh, this God. And really it's not. The, it's on, but the devil, because the devil know we like glorious things. The devil know that we have what? Vainglory. The devil know that some of us are self-conceited. The devil know that some of us are so competitive. So he knows how to dangle things in our eyes to make it look like, oh, this God. And really in reality, it's not. Just like these lights going. You know, they're going, they're going. But at the end of the day, when I stop talking, they're going to stop. See? That's how the devil moves. He knows when to go. Because he goes with what we say. Look at the lights. Now watch them go. See? That's how the devil react. He goes by what we say. So that's why we got to be careful what we speak. So we must love our neighbors. Now that right there. Hold on a second. That's not easy. Is it easy loving somebody that don't love you? Is it easy loving somebody that disrespect you? Is it easy loving somebody that's not? Come on. That's not easy, but it's easy to love somebody that loves you. But let me help somebody. Sometimes even the people that you think love you, guess what? They really don't love you. It's the ones that it, it's the ones that don't love you, that really love you, but just don't know how to love you. Huh? Isn't that kind of like strange funny? But that's how it happens. That's how it is sometimes. It is it, we think it's always those that really love us. That really love us. But sometimes it's not even those. It's the ones that don't love us, that really love us, but just don't know how to love. But it doesn't matter which one loves us and which one don't. We must love all. We must learn to love one another. It's not easy. So that's why we have to ask God, God, show me how to love. See, it's hard to love when you don't know how to love. It's hard to love when you don't know how to embrace. If you've never embraced or nobody ever embraced you, it's going to be hard for you to love, especially those that don't like you. You know, it's easy for us to come into a place and don't speak to somebody because they ain't speak to us. No, you must come into a place and be the light. Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? What's going on? Is everything good? But sometimes we come at people, we look at people, oh, because they ain't speak to me, I ain't speaking to them. Huh? No, you don't do that. You come in a room and you let your joy, your light shine. Hey, how you doing? Hello, everybody. How you doing? I'm just saying. Even for the ones that don't like you, that devil is mad because you spoke to them. And they don't want you to speak to them because they want them to still have an offense with you. But when you come in and just show, now it's not easy. <laughs> this ain't something that just happened overnight. Now, I know as leader, you know, it's hard. It's not easy. i was come in a place, you know, ministry where, you know, God used you, you to leader, And people come in, they don't even say hi. They walk right past you. And I say, hey God, are they serious? Really? And I remember I called myself and say, well, I ain't going to say nothing to them. I'm just going to be honest with you. Man. That, <laughs> hey, they speak to me. I, I, I don't have to. No, I, I'm, the, I'm the leader. They have to speak to me. I don't have to speak to them first. I'm just saying. God said, he pulled me to the back and said, let me tell you something. I don't care if they never speak to you. Even after you speak to them, you speak to them. You love on them. You, no matter what, you're of me. It's just showing us that they're really not of us. But guess what? I'm trying to pull them in. I'm trying to help them abide in me. I'm trying to save their soul. But after a while, you know, Jesus said, you know what? I'm out of it. When they're ready to come to me, then they'll come. But for you, you do what I tell you to do until that time come. And then after that time come, if Jesus tell you, okay, whatever, you do what he's saying. But you must love your neighbors. Love them. I ain't telling you you gotta hang with them. But love them. It don't hurt the love. Love is good. I'm gonna love. I'm just I I, I just want love. That's it. Because it, it, it's just too much not to. It takes too much out just to be mad. To, to come in with a frown and sad. No, life is short. We're not guaranteed today. People is not waking up today. Somebody we just laughed with yesterday did not make it into the land of the living today. So why are we so mean? Why are we not happy when God had brought a lot of us out of a dark place? After God had given us just a job that we never even had. Gave us money that we we had but never really had as much. Gave us joy and peace. Gave us hot water. I'm just saying. I don't know i know i lived in one place and it was like it was like what eight ten people in the building so if you ain't hit that shower early you're gonna get cold water because it's eight ten people in the building so one water heater so that means that all those units is operating off one unit so it was times that i said ask the landlord could you please turn up the water heater because you know you can control the water heater And he said, it's up to his max. And I'm saying to myself, like, well, he needs to put in separate units because every morning I'm getting cold water. But I had to learn that these are people that get up early and go to work. So they're up early taking showers. So by the time I get up, the water gone. So I said, okay, let me get up early. Even if I don't have to get up, at least let me get up early and take a shower. And that's what I started doing. And I got the best hot water ever. But now, I got hot water, hot water, hot water, hot water. I have to turn it down. I'm just saying. So you are happy just for hot water. And then, the shower head. Come on. I had just a regular shower head. Now, the shower head that I got now, hey, it's like a spa. I can do it on miss. I can do it on shh. I can do it on ta. I'm just saying, it goes different ways. So you become grateful for just the little things. I'm just saying. Just to be able to cook. Be able to have heat. Come on. I remember having to take a bath out of a bucket. Because the place that I lived in didn't have a shower. Didn't have a tub. So I would have to boil water in the microwave. Put it in a tub. And wash up. I'm just saying. So when I found it. Got a bathtub. Oh my God. Hey, I'm just saying. So it's the little things that we should be grateful for. Not just the big cars, the big houses, which is coming, amen, which is duly coming because you can't sell many, many houses and not have your own, but it's not for me just to have a own big, big one for me, but for others, amen. So I'm just saying as you learn to sacrifice, The little things, what you have, God allowed more to come. But we have to be so joyful. Like I told people on yesterday, Christmas, it's not just December the 25th, Emmanuel. Christmas should be every day. See, this is a man-made holiday. Everybody say, oh, this is the day Christ was born, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I just know he resurrected. He was the barrel, I mean the death, the barrel and the resurrection. It had and it said nothing about Christmas day. It says something about the wise men, which you try to connect all that to Christmas. But I'm just saying, so how can we be so joyful on this day? I guess because they make Christmas. 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 No. Christmas is every day. Because Christmas represents what? What? The first thing you see with Christmas, you see what? You don't see presents. What do you see when when Christmas is coming? See, you see the presents as Christmas are coming closer. What do you see? You see lights. You see color. You see brightness. You see all the things that begin to bright up. So brightness and lights represents what? The joy of the world. Joy. Jesus on you. So you should have joy. Joy. Joy, joy, joy. Because life is nothing but a leap in faith experience. L-I-F-E. If you don't get nothing else today, write this down. L-I-F-E. Leap in faith experience. We leap from one place to another place in faith experience. So if we never leap or jump from one place to the next, how can our faith begin to work in any experience that we experience? So we have to let our leap leap us into a place of the unknown in order for us to receive life itself. So don't let life rob you. Don't let problems and things of this world Rob you. Enjoy life. Let your joy arise. Let life come out of you. You only live 30 once. You only live 20 once. You only live 40 once. You only live 50 once. I'm just saying any other age come in between those ages. Let each day be worth living for. Because we're not promised to And you don't want God to say to you, depart from me, I never knew you, because you had no (laughs) joy. Depart, I never knew you, because you allow things of this world to upset you. Things of this world is going to always try to come and frustrate you. But you cannot allow those things of this world to touch you. They're going to come, though. Life is that. It's going to come. But you don't have to allow these things in life to dictate who you are. You don't have to allow these things in life to make you become who you're not. We become so mean and so bitter and so envious and jealous because of somebody else. Because they didn't do this. And they didn't do that. Let me help you somebody. People don't owe you nothing. People don't owe you nothing. Quit getting caught up in what you think people owe you. Because you got to be disappointed at every time. Only thing they owe you is love. That's it. Only love is what people owe you. The Bible says to love thou neighbor. That's all they owe you. It's love. Agape. Love. Don't let them come and give you some other love. Because the enemy, he always tried to do that, especially with single people. I'm talking about agape. 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 Love. That's all they owe you. Nothing else. Now they can come and make you a promise. But that don't mean that they have to keep it, because they don't owe you that promise. They only owe you God's love. That's it. And guess what? They have to give it to you. They have to give it to you. Get this for me. Said that over there. They have to give it to you. They have to give you God's love. That is something that you have to have. That is is, is, is required. So. How do we display our love for God? Through our trust in him. Through prayer. Through relationship. We must pursue in love. We pray in love. We obey in love. We accept others in love. We abide in love. Because when we abide in his love, that means that we do not cease to rest in it. Because grace and power is given. We never turn away from it because there is such a greater peace to be in that. Because at the end of the day, when we when we stay in the love of God and we abide in him, we continue to walk in the light of his word. As we walk in the light of his word, there is power in Jesus' word. Because God reminds us as believers in Christ Jesus that the Lord uses his word To confirm and to strengthen and to gladden our hearts in him. And at the end of the day, even if there is an unbeliever that may not know Christ. Guess what? The Lord uses his word to give life to their spirituality, to their dead soul. Because those unbelievers have a soul that is dead. That is not full of light. So he allows his light to try to dim in to that dark place, which gives them a sense and a little bit of faith and a little joy begins to peep through that hole. And then they know that Jesus, who died for them, that maybe if they begin to believe, they may have eternal life through faith, which is what? His word. So, even as we, as true believers, to continue to have God in our heart, we learn that when we have God in our heart, we have God in our temple. Because his presence abide in our temple. Amen? See, God is, I'm not present. He has been chosen to manifest his presence. in such a divine way through Shekinah glory. Because it is a visible manifestation of God's presence. It is such a majestic presence of the manifestation of God and which dwells in us. So whenever the invisible God becomes visible and whenever the omnipresence, which God has his geographic location, amen, the Shekinah glory began to come in. So, in Hebrew, the word kavod, Adonai, means the glory of Jehovah, which describes his Shekinah glory. And at the same time, we look at it as duxer, Quran, as translated as the glory of the Lord, which means brightness, brilliance, and splendor. And it also represents Shekinah glory. So, we dwell in the glory. It's the glory of God that brings form a form of light
0: through fire, a cloud, a combination of his go- Hello, Discover here, to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cashback match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time, we match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply.
3: It's official. Summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select, plus mulch and soil from Vigoro and Earth Grow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
2: It is in the glory of God, the Shekinah glory, that brings such a tabernacle experience that allows us to dwell in such a glorious, brilliant, hallelujah place. Where it is full of God's grace and truth But at the same time As we enter in the Shekinah glory We can't enter in any kind of way We have to really be a true disciple We have to be a believer to know That it's only in him that we're able to dwell and we're able to dwell because we're in the secret place. That is a place where we come to pray. We enter into our closet to pray and we shut the door and we pray to the Father which are in heaven, which is in secret. And the Father which sees things in secret shall reward thee openly. That's why it says there is power, truly great power in prayer. Because James reminds us in James 5 and 16, the power of the righteous man is powerful and effective. Amen. So the great power is accessed and released on our knees in a secret place of prayer. And I said that the secret place is that place where we abide in Christ. Amen. So it is worth making it a priority To get into that secret place of prayer Because it will cost you more not to You have to stay in that secret place of prayer Amen Because it allows you to be disciple It disciplines you It gives you a lifestyle of being worthy It gives you a lifestyle and it allows your character to become more like Christ. That priority place of prayer, amen, allows us to understand, as the Bible reminds us in 2 Chronicles 2, um, 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven. So at the end of the day, because we are God's people, we're called by his name. We have humbled ourselves means that we have took it out of our own agenda and out of our own daily work day and of our own daily time. And we find this place of prayer. See, the place of prayer is that secret place, the place you could come when there's no one. See, we have to always have this place of prayer because this is a place where we meet God. See, a place of prayer don't always mean that you have to come to the sanctuary, which is the best place and a good place to come. But your sanctuary must be in your secret place. So your secret place may be somewhere in your house. It may be somewhere in your car. It may be somewhere where you know that when you reach that place, the presence and the Shekinah Kavad, glory, the duke, sir, hallelujah, is there. So it has to be a place where it's just you and God. And a place where you can come and you can just, Relay there, you can just sit there. Not a place you're just gonna come and ask for any and everything, but a place you're just gonna feel like, ah, you know what, I just got out of everything and just around me. You know, it was a place of clutter. It was a place of noise. It was a place where everybody is coming in my ear and da 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 and da 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 and ah. Uh, uh, uh. but now when I get into this place, this Kavad, this 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 duks this Shekinah glory place, I feel a peace, I feel a calmness, I feel a place where I can think through, I can I can just relax, I can, I can hear God clearly. And sometimes you just don't want to come out of that place, but you know you have to go out because you and Marketplace ministry You have to go on the job and disciple Others you may have to go in the Grocery store and disciple others Or go on the byways and highways But sometimes you just want to stay In that Duke, sir, you want to stay In that place called the Kavad You want to stay where it's bright You want to stay where it's brilliant and You want to stay where it's Glorious but sometimes Being in this secret place Can cost you something amen Because the enemy always know When you're going into that secret place Because he always tried to bring something At you he always tried to make it Seem like you got to do this and you Got to do that so when it's time for Prayer or if it's time to reach word he always make things come up maybe something on your job or something dealing with money or something with your car I'm just saying you know he always try to get our attention but sometimes you gotta tell that car you know what I'll fix you later you gotta tell that job okay I'm gonna come to work but guess what I'm not gonna be all into all of y'all I'm just gonna do my job and I'm gonna get up out of here I'm just saying sometimes you just gotta tell yourself that I'm gonna stay in this duester I'm gonna stay in this cabot I'm gonna stay right here in this Shekinah no matter in what physical location I go in because I don't just have to go into my secret place in order for the glory and the, the cloud glory to be with me wherever I go the glory will go with me my God when I go down the glory will be down when I go up the glory will be up when I go side to side the glory will be go side to side so you need to let the kavah go wherever you are that's when you know that you have been in the place the secret place because it's it does not just stay in that place It follows you wherever you go So you gotta know That in this place called the survive, The glory You must know that at the end of the day This is a place of peace This is a place where you can go to God And you can ask God for anything You know when we're in a place of prayer We need to make sure first of all That our prayer is Hallelujah effective How do we know that our prayer is effective Because we're not just praying Asking God for things But we're going before the Father And we're saying Father which art in heaven Meaning that we are First of all we are acknowledging God We are acknowledging him and we're first coming to him and let him know that we know that he is so majestic. We know that he is so glorious. We know that he is the kings of kings and the lords of lords. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. Glory to God. He is the great I am. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is Jehovah El Shaddai, he is God Almighty, my God. We know that he is just God. Hallelujah. So we know that even when we come into this place, hallelujah we're not just coming into this place just asking for things so that's why we always say our father in heaven hallelujah just giving him honor giving him glory you know the disciples when they begin to pray hallelujah they begin to pray in this manner they said first of all our father in heaven meaning that we want to acknowledge you because you are in heaven you created the heavens you created the earth you created everything you created us to be in your image we know that you're god i'm not present." I'm not missing, I'm not potent We know that you are God of all Creation, you is our father So we come to you, we recognize You, we shabbat you, we give You glory, we honor your name That's why they came back and said Hallowed be your name, it is The name of Jesus that every Knee has to bow and every tongue has to confess That he is our Lord He is our savior, so hallow Be thou name, we're saying Lord it is your name that is so Splendorous, it's your name that's so glorious. It is your name that is above all names. Nothing can sit above you. Nothing can come above you. Nothing can go above you because you are above all names. It is only your name. Matter of fact, we have to bow down to your name. We have to confess with come on because it's your name. See, it's nothing but the name of Jesus. Glory to God. When we say the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, what we're doing, we are subjecting everything. Under his name Because there's no name higher than his name I don't care what last name you got I don't care how long your last name is I don't care how short your last name is I don't care what your last name is It does not matter Because he's more than the last name He's your first name Your middle name And your last name And guess what Emmanuel Some of us got five other names But it is only the name of Jesus That's above all names Hallelujah So don't get it twisted Don't let people come and name drop because you know this person and you know that person you are gonna get this job and you are gonna get this money let me tell you something I don't care what your name is I don't care what job you got I don't care what sonority you got on your job see when I call on the name of Jesus you can have been on your job for a hundred years but when I call on the name of Jesus guess what if it's not for me to get that job glory to God I'm gonna get that job matter of fact I ain't trying to get your job he's gonna have to create my job Because there's no job description for my job Because he's given me my job Why? Because it's above all names Of Jesus There's something about the name of Jesus That just gives me a little hype y'all I don't know about you See they can call on Henry They can call on Joe They can call on Robin They can call on any other name But I'm talking about the name of Jesus That brings me joy The name of Jesus that brings me light The name of Jesus that allows me to put some amp on it See, see. The amplified version says, "Pray therefore like this. See, before you think about praying, before you get any other type of prayer thing in your mind, Emmanuel, pray like this. Because when you pray like this, my word, things gonna have to happen." things going to have to move. I keep telling y'all, look at these lights. When I'm talking, they moving. See, that's the word that's in us. Because when we call on the name of Jesus, when we begin to speak, things have to move. Things have to be created. Things have to be made because we're speaking in his name. So pray like this. Our father who is in heaven. Huh? Come on now. Our father who, who is the who? The I am. The Jesus. The who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's in heaven. Hello, meaning he's holy. He can always be holy. Be your name. His name above all names. I'm getting excited. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His kingdom, the kingdom of God. I keep trying to tell y'all we kingdom people. We sit in church. we just so just miserable. When well, we kingdom people. We are kingdom people. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what your money look like. I don't care what the creditors say. I don't care what they say. The name of Jesus, when we call on his name, if we have been abiding, I'm in the word, y'all. When we have been abiding in him, meaning we have remained in him, guess what? The creditors may say no, but Jesus will say yes. He will make a way out of no way. He will bring the money that you need. He will give you what you need. Whatever you need, just call on his name. I'm a true witness. Whatever I need, I call on his name. Even though I may not look like what I've been through, it doesn't matter. Because I called on the name of Jesus. He allowed me to become who I'm becoming today. Did you hear what I said? Becoming. Because I have not yet became. When you continue to become More and more, that means that you're able to allow God to work in you and through you. But when you have arrived and you can never not grow anymore, He stopped because He's not a God that's gonna force you, He's not a God that's gonna make you. You gotta want more of Him, you gotta want to be more in Him, you gotta want more and more of Him. You got to remain in him. When you remain in him, he pays the bills. When you remain in him, he the one will provide. When you remain in him, whatever you ask in his name, it will be given unto you. It is the name of Jesus that's above all names. See, when we got to learn how to call on the right name, the name that I'm talking about calling on is Jesus. See, I got to call on Jesus' name. I can't call on man's name. I can't call on people's name. I can't call on the government name. I Can't call on the, I got to call on the name of Jesus. Because that's the only name. That's above all names. Give us, it says your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Oh my God. I'm right there y'all. I'm right there because first of all, I've said to him, our father, I'm acknowledging him. I'm acknowledging him. I'm coming before him. I'm letting him know, you know what, I'm not coming with what? I'm I'm not coming with stuff. Emmanuel, I'm not coming with stuff. I'm not coming with stuff. I'm not coming with the things that I want from him. I'm not coming with the things that I'm expecting from him. I'm coming just saying, our father. I'm coming and just acknowledging him and saying, our father. Meaning, okay, father, listen, I'm acknowledging you. Because I know that you are God. I know that you're awesome. I know that you're so great. I know that you're just so almighty. I know that you are my banner. I know that you are my Tosignu. I know that you're my righteousness, and I know that you are my sanctification, and I know that you are so glorious, and I and I know that you're just God, and I just love you, and I just magnify you, and it's just, oh my God, I just don't. Sometimes I don't even have words for you, Lord. I'm coming. My father. Matter of fact, I'm making it personal. I know I'm preaching to a multitude of people that's listening in afar, many countries, whatever, wherever you are, but I'm gonna make it personal right now, okay? So Don't please, don't hold it against me. I need you to make a personal tool. Sometimes you gotta say my father, our father, but right now I'm making it personal. My father in heaven. I'm acknowledging him. Hallowed be your name. I know your name. Your name is above all names. Means that every mouth has to confess and every tongue. I have to confess that you are my day Lord and Savior. I know that your name is above all names, meaning that I know that you are the great deliverer. I know you are the healer. I know you are the way maker, the heart regulator, the mind regulator. I know your name, your name. Oh my God, you! I'm not present. You! I'm not missing. You! I'm not potent. You are God that sees and knows everything, everywhere, all the time, anytime. I know your name. You are the one who delivered. You are the one who set me free. You are the one that healed the blind. You're the one that healed the sick. You raised the dead. Hallelujah. Your name is above all names. Matter of fact, I know that you are Abba Father. I know that you are Jehovah Halabashaya. I know that you are Yashri Hamashua Bashika Prosakaya. I know that you are Emmanuel God it's with us, my God. So even when I feel sometimes uh, that maybe God uh, have never left me, because He says that He would never leave me nor forsake me. Uh, but sometimes can I keep it real when you're going through the fiery furnace? When sometimes things is not going right? When things is always going to the left? You feel like, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Lord, why have you left me? Lord, why have you allowed my enemies to arise uh, over me? Uh, but God is saying, uh, Just say, Emmanuel. Uh, Emmanuel uh, You may think I'm calling on your name uh, But your mama was smart when she named you uh, Because it reminded her uh, God is with us huh? God is with me uh, Even though uh, my enemies may try to come And take me uh, My enemies may try to come and, and move me uh, I know my God is with me uh, So I'm calling on Emmanuel uh, I am calling on God Almighty uh, God El Shaddai uh, Jehovah El Shaddai uh, Jehovah I need the Gloria The Shekinah Gloria The Dukesa Glory The Lord my God When you call on the name of Jesus I know his name I know his name It says for me to call On my father who is heaven Hallowed be your name Your kingdom has come I am a kingdom citizen I am in the kingdom of God I'm kingdom minded I cannot be restricted by religious. I can't be religion I can't be restricted by tradition I'm not restricted about No geographic location No nationality I'm not restricted in none of those ways Uh, I know you may have done it like this uh, In a Pentecostal church uh, In a Baptist church uh, In a Methodist church uh, A holiness church uh, I am kingdom minded uh, I'm going by the word of God uh, I'm going through the word of God uh, I am in the word of God uh, I am the word of God uh, Because he is in me And because he's in me He is the word my God So that's the only thing uh, And that's who I am Is his word In his word uh, So this that mean uh, my kingdom has come meaning that the kingdom of God has already come in my life I don't have to wait to get to heaven to retrieve the blessings and the promises that's mine all I gotta do is decree and declare all I gotta do is call it out all I gotta do is abide in Christ Jesus abiding in him means to remain in him abiding in him means to love in him abiding in him means to stay in him even when times get hard even when people have left you even when people have try to take down your character and try to assassinate your name. I'm going to abide in him. Even when it doesn't seem like what God said, uh, I am abiding in him. Even when it doesn't match, hallelujah, my status, I am still abiding in him. Even when they don't show up, I'm abiding in him. Even when they walk out, I am abiding in him. Even when they try to manipulate me, I am abiding in him. Even when they try to use me, I am abiding in him. Even when they try to do what they try to do against me I am abiding in Christ Jesus I'm remaining in him Because I know uh, that he shall uh, Bring uh, Prepare a table uh, before my enemies uh, And I'm going to eat uh, And be merry in front of them My God Because uh, he's going to spread a real good table uh, It's going to be dipped out uh, You think I'm glorious on the outside right now Wait till you see the table that the Lord is about uh, To prepare for me uh, Before my enemies Why? Because the kingdom have come His will is being done In the earthly realm I don't have to wait to get to heaven and see What God got for me He said I can have what I need Anything that I ask in His name It shall be given to me Press down, shake it together and running over If you don't ask not, you have not I'm telling you in this season You, about to, you better ask God You better stand on God You gotta get in a place and just say God Whatever is for me is for me Begin to cry call out those things that's bigger than you. Uh, Begin to call out those things that don't match you. Uh, Begin to call out those things that don't even represent who maybe who you or what you think is you. Uh, But God got some greater things for you. Uh, You keep looking at the mediocre things. Uh, You keep looking at the little things. Uh, When God is saying I got something so glorious. Uh, I got something so enormous. I got something so big. Uh, You keep looking at the small things. Uh, I don't want you to step out of humility. Uh, I don't want you to step uh, into a place of pride. I want you to stay humble But what I got for you, my God, my God Get ready, get ready, get ready It's like a rumble, a rumble, a rumble God got something great for you But you gotta know That your kingdom have come The will is done in earth as it is in heaven Now, my God Give us this day our daily bread What daily bread? I'm glad you asked The daily bread is the word of God Stay humble in God's word. Don't leave God's word. Stay in the word of God. Don't leave God's word. Stay in the word of God because it is your daily bread. The word of God is what gives you life. The word of God is what gives you the ability to keep hoping and allow your faith to begin to increase more and more. Staying in the word of God is what gives you the ability to know the truth of God. Who God is. It allows you to know the promises of God so that you can know what to decree and declare what's yours, what to ask for, what not to ask for, what to do, what not to do. Uh, give us this day. Uh, so every day that God gives us, first of all, give Him thanks. When you wake up and you get out the bed, the first thing you need to do is say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for allowing me to make it to the other side. Uh, thank you, God. I know there's purpose for me today. What I didn't do yesterday, uh, I've leave it behind me. Uh, but I'm pressing towards the mark. What's in front of me, uh, and allow me to achieve what I have to do today. Uh, because. This this. This is the day that I know that you has made. I'm going to rejoice. I mean, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad they're in because you have given me this day, my daily bread. My daily bread of hope. My daily bread of peace. My daily bread of joy. My daily bread of love. My daily bread of your word. My God, what is your daily bread? Your daily bread may be something that's going to bring you life. Something that's going to bring power. Something that's going to bring you to your next. My God, but you got to do another thing Order for your daily bread to stay. Forgive me, oh God, of my debts, and I have already given, meaning that I have left, minute and let go of the debts. Have given up resentment. have given up bitterness and unforgiveness. We have. Left my altar against whoever, my God. Lord, forgive me, Lord God, of any debts, meaning any debts of hate, any debts of bitterness, any debts of unforgiveness, any debts of whatever is most negative. God, forgive me, my God. Forgive me, my God. Forgive me, my God. You got to go into a place of repentance. You have to go into a place acknowledging, oh Lord, I was wrong for thinking this way about this person because your word tells me. To first love you and then love my neighbor I didn't love my neighbor Because they wronged me I didn't love my neighbor Because they did me wrong and they talked about me I did not love my neighbor Because my mama and my daddy They left me as an orphan, my God I did not forgive them, oh God Because they left me for dead But on today, because the kingdom have come I need your will to be done In earth as it is in heaven, my God I'm asking you, oh God, to forgive me, my God Take away any responsibility resentment, take away any bitterness, take away any unforgiveness, my God, my God, oh my God, I didn't do it right, I let them trick me, I let them get over on me, take away any guilt, any shame, any condemnation, you know the enemy always will try to make you feel guilty, he always try to make you feel condemned, he try to make you feel ashamed, but on today, this Sunday morning, I decree and declare in the name of Jesus, I come against every spirit of guilt, every spirit of shame, and every spirit of condemnation, In the mighty name of Jesus And I decree and declare on this day That the love of God shall be your portion God shall heal your heart And right now We forgive and we take away any any, Any resentment Any bitterness now In the mighty name of Jesus And God I ask you To lead them not a temptation, uh, but deliver them from the evil one. Deliver them from the enemy. Deliver him them, oh God, uh, from every evil plan of the enemy. Uh, I come against every spirit of manipulation. Uh, I come against every spirit of control. Uh, I come against every spirit of witchcraft. Uh, every spirit, hallelujah, uh, of resentment. Uh, I come against every... Spirit uh, of rebellion, huh? in the mighty name of Jesus, huh? I come against every murdering spirit, uh, every spirit of compulsion behavior. Uh, I come against every spirit uh, of retaliation. Uh, I come against every spirit right now. Of hate, huh? every spirit of discrimination, uh, every spirit of wrath, uh, every spirit of anger. In the mighty name of Jesus, huh? I come against every disobedient spirit. Huh? I come against every ignorant spirit. Huh? I come against every jealous spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, Hallelujah, glory to. God. Every spirit is not like God. I cast you down in the mighty name of Jesus. I send the fire of the Holy Ghost against you. And every spirit that's trying to come against God's people back to cinder in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, God, I thank you for not leading us into temptation, but delivering us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. I say, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Now allow your power, your authority, and the glory of God to arise in you. uh, Abide in him uh, as he abides in you. uh, Truly, uh, right now in the name of Jesus, uh, you shall have your reward uh, for already uh, in the name of Jesus. I pray uh, that you give charity uh, and don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing uh, so that your deed of charity may be in secret uh, and your father who sees in secret will Reward you openly uh, in the mighty Name of Jesus uh, As God uh, you have given us the Ability uh, to pray unto you uh, I pray in the mighty name Of Jesus that these words uh, That have been sent forth uh, in the atmosphere uh, I pray in the mighty Name of Jesus that they shall uh, Remain uh, and that You shall take these words uh, and Work a miraculous uh, Move in you uh, Send healing deliverance They make them whole. I pray every need shall be given. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Any sickness shall they shall be healed by your stripes. That they shall be renewed. Their minds be renewed in you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah and glory to God. So we give God the glory. We thank God for his word on this morning. Now, that was the word. See, God knows how to give his word and let it just be simple and let it just be just how he wanted it to be. So I pray on this morning that this word that you've received in the mighty name of Jesus bless you. I pray that you continue to do what God has called you to do because we know the Lord, he is a bright. He is your rock and there is no weakness in him. The Lord is upright. He is your rock. Let me make it personal. The Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no wickedness in him. None. So know that everything that God is doing, it is for your good. So allow the Shekinah, that manifestation of God's presence, be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and hallelujah. We thank God for our Sunday logo service. Amen. I'm glad that you joined us this morning. We had a good teaching on abiding in the word of God. So we leave you and we'll be back at 6 o'clock because this is the week of our second evening service. For those that don't know, we have an evening service tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are in the building, so come on out. 1115 uh, Hicks Boulevard, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. Uh, bring your mask. We have plenty of masks as well, so you'll feel safe as well. So come on out. We love you again. We have our evening service this Sunday today. We have it every second and fourth Sunday of the month, so we're in our second Sunday. So come on out, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. May God bless you and thank you for joining us. Amen and glory to God. We thank you in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a great um, afternoon, and we'll see you at 6 p.m. today. God bless you. And we just want to say, we just thank God for everything. There was a success yesterday. We give thanks. Hallelujah. We thank God for the collaboration. Hallelujah. We've had with SOAR, Unlimited Grace, Outreach Pantry, Hands-On Empowerment Resource Center, the Marketplace how the, excuse me, the markets um, of pleasures and um, treasures. And um, Christmas in Lindenwine yesterday was such a success. So many people were blessed. We were able to bless Noel, the young boy who lost his life. So we just thank God for everybody who have come together to collaborate and celebrate. Hallelujah. To just come together and just be a blessing to the community as it was so much joy. Even the Grinches. They was joyful. I don't know what Grinches those was, but they was joyful Grinches. Cause we know Grinches, they're mean and just. Eh, but them Grinches, they were so sweet and nice and joyful. I don't think it was it was hard for them to be Grinches, but they just wore the costumes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we just thank God for everybody who come out to be a support. We thank God for you. We thank God for Apostle Joe. We thank God for Mother Florence. We thank God for Emmanuel and those who played a part in the background. Hallelujah. Those donors who supplied also the food for us. And we just thank God for all those who came out to support what God had for us this year. And we just thank God that the families were blessed. And again, those that may be in need of food bags, we have plenty of food. So please, you can come out, 1115 Hicks Boulevard. Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. Hallelujah. You can call 513-494-6678. Um, if you need to come out to get a bag, we make arrangements to give you a food bag. Amen. God bless you. May God keep you. In Jesus' name, amen and
3: glory to God. It's official, summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select, plus mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.